how's everything going? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, fly out tomorrow to, to Salt Lake, so uh, <laughs> gonna be a long day of travel, but it's what it is. How long is the flight from Columbus? I think it's probably four and a half hours. Then we'll train when we get there, and then just play the next day. So, and you guys and fly, then out? fly out the day after that. So it's mm. it's gonna be long. Quick business trip, basically. <laughs> it's Salt Lake City, not really where we want to go. But. <laughs> well, I appreciate you like. I mean, taking the time out of your day and then coming on. I'm, I'm in a school right now where there's a lot of kids who aren't privileged to be around the game as much as we were. Um, so they don't really have an idea of what it takes to make it to the top and um, obviously be successful at the collegiate level and and obviously professional level like you have done. So um, I really appreciate you coming on to the sports shop and having a little chat with me. I know you're busy, but it'll be quick. And um, like I said, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, no problem, of course. Um, so first and foremost, Miguel, um, we, we obviously want to know who you are, uh, where you grew up a little bit, and then uh, how you got into the game of soccer. Um, so, you know, I, who I am is pretty much a soccer player. <laughs> that, 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 that's pretty quick. Um, you know, I, I was born in Spain, um, and I was lucky enough to start playing over there. I had an older brother who, who was the first in my family to play, and... Uh, you know, obviously, younger brother always follows in the footsteps. So, uh, you know, kind of started playing there, and then we moved out to to San Diego when I was when I was eight, and uh, continued playing through there. Uh, you know, uh, did the did the youth youth soccer club scene. The started off at Renegades and ended up at you know San Diego Surf, where I spent most of my time. So, uh, from there, just went on to college. Uh, long three and a half years, but you know, obviously, I mean, you know, it's some of the best time of your life. It's it's uh you know so great to to you know get to play really with with, with your best friends on uh and kind of share that whole experience um and then you know from there drafted by the Columbus crew and I've been here ever since uh I want to talk about a little bit about your your youth side cuz I know you kind of talked about how you didn't really get into the academy scene a lot um you you stayed with your local club a little bit more um talk about that because right now the MLS next I mean, league has just taken the youth side by storm, and, and the academy side obviously was really popular when we were growing up. Um, talk about that, like, and what was the decision in staying in the the club scene as opposed to the academy scene? Yeah, well, I think I think it's a lot different now than it used to be. I think the, the system now is a lot more set up and established and built up. I think when when you know when we were in academy, and I mean, you you're even older than me, so it was even worse. But I think it was. It was kind of, you know, thrown together. There was no real structure, organization, no top, top to bottom. It was just, it didn't really all connect. Um, so, you know, we had our, our 16s year, and it was the kind of thing where, you know, I would have, I would have gotten, you know, a couple minutes here and there, but I was, I was really, you know, underdeveloped in terms physically, and I think, you know, 16s, 18, 16s especially, that's kind of the, the age where, you know, you have some guys who are, who are already ready there physically, and I, I was not that guy. Um, and for me, I wanted to play and that's how you get better. You get better through playing and, you know, training's great, but I, I don't, I wouldn't say the time, the, the training level was so good there that I would have made me a better player, uh, relative to playing games, uh, week in, week out. So, uh, for me, that was, it was always a pretty simple decision. Um, and, you know, uh, looking back on it, it was, it was obviously the right one, but, um, I think for me, that was, that was the, the most important thing is always playing. Uh, and always, you know, having the ball at your feet and, and getting games and, and enjoying it. Because, um, you know, no one really enjoys sitting on the bench, so. Yeah. 
And I, I think I, I, like I said, I, I listened to an interview of yours, and you said that the three of you guys, your other teammates, were sitting on the bench together looking around, but you three are actually the only pros from your team. Was that is that true? It was. It was. I think we were only three D one players. D one um, players. And then I think the only other player, I think he he was actually in was Brandon Vasquez who having a great season this year. Yeah. But um, I I remember I'll never forget that there was the one game I didn't start in my, you know, where I wasn't injured or anything like that in my in my youth career, and I'll I'll never forget that game that that day because he said he was going. Oh, I can't remember what he said. It, it was maybe maybe the, the big guns or something like that. <laughs> and I knew exactly what that. Meant. They were just gonna kick the ball. And, you know, they're going to give all the guys, you know, they were huge and, and give them a run out. And I, I just knew that wasn't me. So uh, it was it was a good time. <laughs> Looking back, it's funny because, I mean, you know, the three of us were, were the ones who liked to play with all the people on the ground. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's it's funny story now. But I remember at the time, I think this is just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> just kind of rolling my eyes. But yeah. Especially coming from Spain where they play beautiful, <laughs> you know, like, and you're the big guns now. You're six three, six. you know, you're a big guy yeah, exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. hilarious. It, it, it's incredible how, how that kind of you know works out and and how it changes. You know, I really didn't play the, play the number nine position like you know through and through until I was you know eighteen. And so because of that, I don't really play the position in a really traditional way. And I think you know you have to kind of maximize your own abilities and skill sets. And I think that's what I've done. So yeah, I know. I mean, you did very well at Poway High School. Poway High School legend scoring tons of goals and. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, high school soccer is a little bit different, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, that was that was always good fun, and we had a good group of guys. So that was that, that was always, you know, you, like I said, you always have to have fun playing. If, if you're not enjoying it, then you're doing something wrong. So. Yeah. So then, obviously, you had a great um, youth career, uh, probably high school legend, like I said. Um, how did you find yourself at USD? Did you have other offers on the table? Um, I know that San Diego Soccer Club, which was part of the club that you were you were playing at. A lot of the coaches at USD are at San Diego Soccer Club. Do they influence quite a bit at USD, or was, were there other factors that you chose to stay in San Diego? I would say that pretty much the influence was was knowing the coaches. What was ninety five percent of it yeah. for me? That was it. Was that I, I think my recruiting process? Like I said, I was I was a late bloomer. So by the time I was playing academy in my eighteens year, which you know, there the, the the recruiting a lot of a lot of the guys have already committed, kind of thing. They they filled their spots, and by the time I kind of broke onto that scene there and then a lot of interest already came, but I was already, you know, committed. So for me before that, it was knowing I could play my, my freshman year. That was my number one thing. I didn't want to go anywhere and sit. I didn't want to go anywhere. And, and, you know, there's a lot of schools, especially, you know, you look at the big E schools who, you know, they sit maybe not so much now, but the traditional ways you sit, sit the guys freshman, sophomore year. And then, you know, junior, senior year, they start like Notre Dame is one of those classic ones where they have a freshman every now and then, Mm -hmm. but, it's very planned uh, and scheduled, and you know, they don't really look at you know what they have. So for me, I wanted to play my freshman year. That was my number one thing, and I knew I could earn it in San Diego. And I think you know, three games in, I started every single game after that. So yeah. I remember being mad I didn't start the second game or the third <laughs> game. It's, it's just this is how it works. But um, for me, you know, you want to feel like you can earn it, and I wanted to play. So it's pretty much been the the story of my whole career, my whole my whole life. How was the transition from youth soccer to to college? Um, like you said, you uh, you didn't start the first three games. You wanted to start. Uh, was there a transition period, or was it just kind of like what the heck's going on? Just trying to figure out, get acclimated, or what was it? There was there was definitely a transition period. I think for me, especially, I think some people don't really really feel it as much. But I I always knew I was going to be successful in it. 
in, in college, but I, I knew it would take time, especially the kind of player I am. I, I think I'd take time to adapt and, and learn where, where I fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it, it did take me, I remember just thinking, wow, like, I'm, I feel like I could be playing way better than I am. And I feel like I'm not showing anything. And, uh, and I think uh, my first game, I, you know, w- we played against Duke and they were a big team at the time. And I thought, oh, wow, this is, once I got in, I, I felt, oh, I was at home. I scored my second game and I think my third game too. So it was the kind of thing where, you know, once you got, I got my feet under me, once, you know, I got to actually play, uh, I was, uh, I knew, I knew it was fine and I could do it. And um, I knew that I, I could grow uh, into the, you know, cause as a freshman, you're not going to come in and kill it right away. And yeah. I think you have to be in a good situation. I think, you know, I kind of grew into it in my, my three and a half years, four years there. So. How did you feel coming into a, a, like a space where you're taking the job of a senior? Um, I know there's a lot of kids right now who are apprehensive of playing at the varsity level um, just because of the fact that they may be taking their friends' positions at the college level. We come in preseason, we build those relationships, we're friends with these guys, we battle through any fitness or, or uh, two-a-days, we, we really become brothers. How did you feel taking that position from essentially your brother? Um, that was never a problem for me. Uh, I think, you know, what, what, for me, the, that sort of brotherhood is, is supporting each other, whether you're on the field or not. Uh, and I would hope that's reciprocated. Um, you know, I think for me, especially this year, my career, obviously college is different, but, you know, I had the same experience with, with Jossie Zardes. And it was the kind of thing where we were both, you know, playing. We both wanted to be, be the starter and, you know, he's, he's obviously a U.S. national national team level striker, and it's the kind of thing, there's there's no friends in the game, but we support each other through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the same in college. We had we had guys who played in uh, in Schalke's academy system, and I, I looked up to them, and they were playing there. And, I mean, for me, it was, it was you know, kind of going in there and, and worrying about yourself and doing the best thing you could do for the team. Um, and whether that's playing or whether it's coming off the bench, whatever it is, you do it, you do it. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, friendships and, and, and are incredibly important. I've made some of my best friends that, I, you know, uh, for life in college. And, you know, that, those kind of things, if they're really good friends, they'll last through anything. Yeah. So, you know, at the time it might seem like a big deal. But when you look back on it, it's it's really not. And then uh, have you ever considered changing positions to try and find yourselves on the field? Like during those three time, those three games, were you considering playing midfield, winger? I know there's a lot of transitional periods uh, in college. Um, actually, the only time was my senior year of college, actually, before the season. They really? Thought, hey, maybe we'll put him in midfield. Oh, uh, my God. Because, because by then, I was kind of, I could kind of run through, run through three, two or three guys, um, you know, with the ball and kind of make stuff happen. And I, I felt like a lot of times, that, you know, my numbers, my, my sophomore and junior year weren't that good. And I think a lot of that was we struggled to get the ball from the midfield to the attack. Um, so what ended up happening was I ended up, I did, I played midfield in a couple preseason games, but I, I, I won't lie. I didn't do my best cause I didn't want to play there during the season. <laughs> so I, I, uh, you know, I, I kind of did dog it a little bit, but you know, I, mm. I showed my frustration, but you know, you still have, you still play. Uh, I think I actually ended up with a couple of assists and stuff, but I, I remember being so far from the goal and feeling so unnatural. Um, but we ended up going two up front and I played a little bit underneath, which is probably my natural position. Um, but so luckily enough, no, <laughs> not, not at the college level did, did that ever happen to me. But <laughs> and you had a phenomenal senior season. Uh, was a Mac Herman semifinalist or finalist? 
I think semifinalists, but I, I led the led, led the nation in points. I yeah, don't I don't know how that happens. <laughs> what was your mentality going into your senior year, knowing that it was going to be your last collegiate year of your career? Um, I think I knew that if I wanted to get drafted and play pro, that I had to have a good season, uh, especially coming from a small school. Um, I think I knew that I knew that it was going to come down to me. I I had to be twice as good as the next guy if I want to get drafted in there. You know, ACC schools, a lot of these guys, if, if, if they see a little something in you, whether it's, hey, he's really fast or he's strong or this or that, they'll they'll take a chance. And, yeah. you know, because that's really what's what's seen. A lot of, like, WCC, other smaller conferences aren't seen as well. So I knew that I had to really just stand out head and shoulders above the rest. And, you know, even still, I would, uh, you know, it was a struggle. So I just went in and, and honestly, I think, it really kind of all turned to the, in the second half of the first game uh, against your alma mater. I think that, you know, the first half, we, we didn't have anything going forward. I think we ended up scoring it. I had an assist at the end of the first half, and I kind of got the ball at the halfway line in the second half, and I think that set the tone for the season where I just kind of took it, took the ball myself and said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make something happen. And I think that's the attitude you need to have as an attacking player, and I think that was the attitude I had all season. And I think, you know, I made it happen. So looking back on it, it's what... You know, it gives me brings me great joy because it's it's a it's a huge accomplishment for me mm. uh, doing what I did that senior season, and uh, I wish it I wish it you know led to more team success. I think we were close, but uh, you know, I think we fell short a little bit. Yeah, no, you had a phenomenal year. I I remember watching and and keeping up with everything about the Mac Herman. I was like, this guy, he has to win it. There's no way he doesn't. He had the like you said, led the uh, nation in points, had a ton of goals. And it was just unbelievable. I was I was surprised in a way that like you exploded from your sophomore junior year to being the player that you are now. Um, how was it like leading into the draft? Like, did you have some questions of whether you are gonna get to the draft, or um, are there other opportunities for you to sign with other teams? Um, what was that process like? Because I know you guys end in December and the drafts a few months out. Yeah, when I was. I, th- I would say when I was at 11 goals, I knew I'd be a first-round draft pick in a season. Uh, just because that's how it worked. I knew I had the, phys- the physical traits that they looked for because that's a lot of it. Because, you know, they don't really scout that in depth. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot of – they don't overthink the draft or anything like that. They're not trying to find sleepers, this or that. They they, they look at what they see. They see, hey, can, can he maybe help us? And they'll take a chance. And I think for me – I know I, I know I had that, and I think once the season ended, you know things started happening slowly. You, you, you know you sign with an agent, this and that, and, and that's a, that's a whole whole separate process. But um, I think you know there's a lot of things that could happen, um, but really you have to take it one day at a time because things change so so quickly. Be it injuries or or teams that have interest in you or teams that have needs suddenly. You know there could be a team in in Sweden that all of a sudden needs you or things like that, and. Um, I think, uh, you know, as a college player, it's it's a different path. So really, the draft is really the most concrete path. But mm-hmm. I think that's that's slowly changing too now. But um, yeah, I think there there were other teams that were that were maybe interested, but it it would have been something very difficult to make happen. Yeah, and then how was uh, draft day? How was that experience? Um, were you sitting around with family around the <laughs> around the TV watching, or because it was it was during COVID? It was a twenty twenty draft, right? It was before COVID. So it was tw- it was 2020 yeah. by January, um, and so I had you know a whole long process of was I going to be draft eligible because I had 
you know, long story short, I, I had signed with LA Galaxy, but, you know, there, there's all these MLS rules, this and that. And um, so I didn't know if I was draft eligible until, you know, a day before the draft. So wow. I thought I wasn't going to get drafted. I thought I was going to LA. I thought, you know, Ch- Chicharito was coming. And I thought, hey, you know, I'm going to have a chance to play here a lot. No. So I, I was all done. We, we, you know, teams didn't didn't scout me. I wasn't on the draft list. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days before the draft, I'm draft eligible. So I didn't know where I was going until I woke up that morning, I had a text said, you know, a couple team looks like Columbus at seven. And like, we were we were thinking, okay, do it. We want us to, we tell them not to pick me and hope, hopefully I think Ellie didn't have a pick till the second round. So it was, you know, for me, I was already, I was looking at places there. I was looking at apartments. So crazy long day. I was ended up being, you know, watching the draft shirtless on my couch next to, next to my, my, my friend and college buddy who, you know, we, we played, you know, we played together and, it was just, you know, so, like, you watch the draft, and they had film on all the top picks because they knew these guys were eligible. And all of a sudden, I go at seven, and they just read my name, and that's it. Because they didn't think I was even going to get drafted because I wasn't on any list or anything like that. So it's it's a crazy story, but, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad it worked out. That's a story you'll never forget. That's that's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a great accomplishment, man. Like, going, obviously, in the first round in general or to – or in the draft in general, but number seven overall, and then going to Columbus, where it's a different city than San Diego, that's for sure, um, weather-wise and everything else. How is that? How is that transition right after the draft? Are you flying out to Columbus, or are you there's still time to, for you to train? Um, what's that process going into Columbus? So, uh, if I'm correct, preseason started the 16th, and the first two days are medicals. Uh, and so we left actually for San Diego. We had preseason the 18th. So I flew out there the 15th. The draft was the 7th. I flew out there the 15th at night, 16th, 17th for medicals. And then the 18th, we flew out to San Diego to start training. Um, so we had, I had like 10 days or something to train. And I, I actually still didn't know whether or not I was going or not. Wow. I, I had other options, you know, up in the air, things like that. So it, it was such a crazy time. Um, and, it, you know, ended up going and, Obviously, I ended up back in Chula Vista a week later training, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> training with the Columbus crew. So it was it was a crazy time. But, um, yeah, we, we had a little bit of time before. And, you know, that's when you're really excited and you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing to, uh, to you know, to be ready for preseason. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be no matter how much you, pre- you prepare, it's, it's a whole brand new experience that, you know, yeah. you, you can't really ever be ready for until you're you're there, you know. And what is the biggest difference from college to the pro game as far as like tactically, technically, um, physically? Is, like, what is the significant change? If you can put a couple words together, what would be the, the biggest difference? For me, I would compare it from going from eighth grade soccer to college soccer. It's Big jump. everything in terms of, of the, the, the tactics are, are, you know, three times more precise and, and thought out and, and this and that. And, and even, even still there's, there's some, some times where, you know, you, you'd look back and you think, Oh, it could, could have been maybe been better here or there, but you know, it's, it's, it's always like that. Um, and I think the physicality is, is, you know, not even a question. It's, it's 10 times more physical because the best athletes from college are, are good athletes in the, in the MLS. So it's, it's incredible how, how much more physical it is, uh, how much faster it is. The, the level of player you're playing against, uh, I mean, you have to have, I think, one or two things in your game that, that 
puts you above the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one, one or two elements in your game that really differentiate you. And for some people that's, that's pace, speed, some people it's, you know, they're cross and, or, or defending. And I think, you know, you have to have that, you know, a couple little things, but I mean, it's just, everything is just so much, uh, faster and you got to bring it every day, you know, in college, when you're, when you're one of the best players on the team, you can, you know, I, I, I was never that guy, but I feel like you can, you know, maybe not, you know, be too, too worried about it in training. Mm-hmm. I was actually always the guy who probably took it too seriously. I was, the, I was that annoying, college <laughs> teammate. but, uh, but, um, yeah, so you, here you got to bring it every day. You yeah. know, it's every day is, is your paycheck. It's what you do. Uh, you know, Josh Williams, one of my teammates says, you know, you train 180 times a year. You can have like 10 bad training sessions, but if you're having more than that, you're, you're you know, you're, you're gotta, you gotta check yourself because it's, yeah. it's going to go downhill quick. Yeah. So that, I mean, that first season, um, you sign with the, the, the crew, then you get loaned back out to San Diego loyal. Was that always like, in the cards or were you always looking to come back to San Diego to play for the loyal or did it just happen by chance? Um, cause so, you were trying to get more game time. I'm assuming that during that time, right? Yeah. So, so I signed and, and obviously I think we, we had four strikers when I signed and then we signed Fernando Adi, who was got like 60 MLS goals. was, it was a DP, mm-hmm. uh, designated player in Cincinnati. So who, who had worked with, with they had won an MLS cup before. Um, so we ended up having five strikers. I think one got released. Uh, so, so we started the season with four strikers and, and I had a, I had a good preseason. I, I scored actually quite a few goals, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's an earned league. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing where if you have an established team and you have experience, you're going to play the experience. Uh, and then obviously COVID happens. We reduce the amount of games we have and we have physically the most freakish player I've ever seen, Giassi Zardes, who... This guy can run all game. Uh, so we had, you know, there, there weren't going to be minutes for me. There, there, they had no need to try me out because we were winning all the time and, and you know, there was no pressure. We were, you know, top of, talking to the top of the table. So uh, it was kind of a weird season because it started off where I, I thought, you know, had we not stopped for COVID, I think I would have been pushing in into play. Really? Because uh, just the way things were going and then COVID came and, Know, kind of reset reset everything and so uh, like you said i i wanted to go play i needed to go play and i think it ended up being a month i played six games or something in san diego mm-hmm. but i mean those were like i always say those are invaluable you got to play you always got to play so uh you know and for playing for landon donovan was incredible first mm-hmm. time in my career played for a striker uh he taught me so much uh and you know i'm i'm really grateful for that uh for me being an attacker i think most of my coaches are always defensive midfielders or defenders. And it's, it's, it was nice to have a, a striker be your coach for once. Cause you know, they have your back. The defenders always play the strikers. The strikers <laughs> yeah. play the defenders, so it's nice to hit, for him to have your back. Yeah, uh, no, but super, super valuable experience. Especially with experience like he does, you know, like <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty good uh, person in yeah, your corner. Probably best American player ever. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably going to change soon. A lot of young young guys coming in, but for me, he's still the best American player ever. So yeah, and then you have that season. Twenty twenty happens. Twenty twenty one, something must have clicked or something happened where you just bursted onto the scene. I'm seeing you on Sports Center all over the place, Twitter, MLS. You're scoring goals almost like every game. I mean, it started the 2021, I thought I was ready. I felt like I was ready, we, but we just had Brad Bradley like Phillips. So you talk about <laughs> endless experience, yeah. veterans. I mean, he's got, a, I think he finished with 119 goals. That's, that, he's incredible, incredible human being too. So 
Uh, for me, it was, I was frustrated because I, I thought, hey, I'm ready. I was playing winger in training, this mm-hmm. and that. So I played in the Champions League early in season uh, against uh, Real Esteli, and then I played against uh, Monterey. Uh, in Monterey, incredible experience. Uh, that stadium but, was beautiful. Um, yeah, then I came on against Toronto, uh, and then, like, I was out, you know, and I, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to play. So, you know, I asked to go on loan again to San Diego. I went on loan again for six games or something. <laughs> uh, and then Giassi got hurt, and it, or I think Bradley Phillips got hurt, and Giassi had international call-ups coming up, and I got a call. I was on a plane the next day, and I was on the bench against uh, against Cincinnati, or no, against uh, New England Revolution. Uh, I didn't play that game, and then we played Cincinnati, and I came on and scored in my first game. So, uh, and really after that, it took off. So it was, you know, like I said, I, I wasn't playing. I needed to go play. I got my six games in, and, and I think that that was really the, the key to the season. Was I think my attitude there was, you know, if you're not going to play me here, then I'm going to go find find minutes somewhere else. And mm. I think uh, that that was again. I look back on some of the decisions I've made in my life, and I think that was one of the better ones. So you know really happy to have done that and you know the rest of the season was you know worked out great and i think we were playing playing well and i fit right in so yeah how was that feeling scoring that first goal we were we were down to 10 men actually <laughs> in the second half two one down away from home against our rivals who you know historically were awful i think they're having a good season this year but i mean so it was playing one of the worst teams in the league and down to one with 10 men i think it, it was just incredible because you know i i knew i was ready three months ago and you know i didn't really get my opportunities so for me to, to score was was validation of that so uh that was that was really nice it was a good feeling yeah, that's awesome man like i said i was i was watching all over sports center you're everywhere um i think you you and your brother went on sports center and had a had a little interview together right <laughs> yeah we did I think <laughs> one of my one of our games was was televised i got a couple goals he was actually working that night, so they, they kind of surprised me. They brought I, I always knew because I mean, why else would they interview me on sports? Then? You know, I'm not I'm not LeBron. You know, just, hey, no, you're scoring LeBron. goals. You're you're scoring <laughs> yeah. goals. That's true, but no, it was a really cool experience. Linda Cohn was amazingly. She was super nice, uh, and it was a really cool experience. Um, but yeah, you know, something you dream of as a kid. So yeah, that's awesome, man. And then this year, um, Giazzi's artist transferred, right? And uh, that gave you an opportunity to step up, and now you're starting a lot more games. I think you scored in the first game of the season this year, right? I think you were the first goal of the MLS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this season we, we've just signed a club record I, record transfer for a striker, <laughs> so that's, that's always exciting. But uh, no, I mean, this season I, I don't think the goals have, have really been there for me. But you know, it's it's interesting because I think it's a uh, you know you can't. For me, I always look at myself first, and I think I was probably too hard on myself for the season. Uh, because there's some things that are, you know, you got to control what you can control. And I think there's some things out of my control, but you know, now hopefully looking to, to get back on the, on the right track. And I think as a team, we, we just have to, you know, do what we can to find, find the back of the net more as a team. So, uh, but no, obviously it was a crazy start to the season. And Jossie was just one of my, one of my good friends. And uh, it, it was hard to see him go Honestly, as a teammate. Mm-hmm. He was an incredible teammate, incredible guy that, that shared the pitch with in practice. So, it was hard to see him go, but, uh, you know, I hope he's happy in Colorado. Uh, I mean, mile high, he's got the lungs for it, so it's, <laughs> that's good. But, uh, no, it definitely, it was it was tough to lose a teammate. Like we mentioned earlier, it's always, you know, tough when, when your friends uh, are, are leave, but, you know, it's part of the game, so. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think it's a transitional period. You have those periods where you're transitioning first to be an MLS player, then you had some US, USL experience, came on as a sub, did well. Now your first full year of being a starter, um, it's a transitional period. Um, I think the goals will come. They always will with you. Uh, but I just saw a couple of days ago, or they announced it a couple of days ago, that you guys signed a, a striker from Watford, right? So that, that experience getting to be around someone who's played in the Premier League and scored some goals um, would definitely help you moving forward. But that's yeah, definitely. Yeah. that's something definitely. that uh, you're going to have to battle again. You've been battling your whole career, having to fight different strikers. Obviously, uh, Jazzy Zardes, Bradley Wright Phillips, now it's Chucho Hernandez, right? Yes. Have you yeah. have you had a chance to meet him? No, not yet. Um, I, I, I imagine soon. I think he's coming from his, from his off season, so uh, oh, okay. You know, he, he, it, so they finish different times. So I think he's maybe having time off. Uh, I, I I couldn't tell you, but uh, you know soon. But I think it'll be exciting. Um, you know, there's always <laughs> there's always someone someone better than you. So someone ready to play. So you know, you always got to keep fighting, but. Uh, uh, that, that that's the game, and you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same. It, it's like that everywhere in, in every sport. So they're always looking for for someone better. So gives you that. Uh, comp- no, it's exciting. It's exciting for the team too because you know I think I think it gives us a lot of flexibility going forward. So that's that's actually really exciting, and hopefully uh, hopefully we can finish with another trophy. Yeah, definitely. Um, before I let you go, I know uh, we're about thirty minutes, forty minutes. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time. Couple things you can you can answer them or not. If you had a call up, Spain or USA, which one are you choosing? Can you, you choose? Know, Sebastian, Sebastian Berhalter is my boy. I've met Greg a couple times, but I mean that's a, it's a pretty easy one for me. I mean you got to play for Spain. <laughs> Luis Enrique calls you. You got to answer. You got to go. So uh, that's you know. Sorry, Sebastian, but uh, it's, a, it's a pretty easy one for me. <laughs> okay. And then Whether that would happen or not is, is doubtful, but yeah. Have you had any like talks about maybe a call up for the U.S. or? I mean, you know, when you're scoring goals and things are going well, obviously, uh, you know, you hear this or that, and and like I said, I'm good friends with with Sebastian Berhalter, Greg mm-hmm. Berhalter's son. So, uh, you know, he he always would, would joke with me about this and that, and you know, for me, I kind of just need to keep keep my head down and keep going and you know if you score the the other stuff will come but uh you know that's what's important last well two more things last thing for you personally um what's a day in the life of miguel berry at columbus crew okay well i'm one of the most boring human beings uh <laughs> so i mean for me i i'm an early riser you know 7 38 every day uh get up uh, I go to the, the brand new training facility we have, state of the art, it's world class. Uh, breakfast there, uh, you know, I have a little relaxed time, a little coffee, uh, and then you know, you get ready for training, whether we have film or not. Uh, you know, then we train out in the sun for a couple hours, then uh, gym, lunch, and then it's it's relaxing, take care of your body, do what you need to do uh, in the afternoon. So not a lot of not a lot of moving around, um, and then I like to cook. I'm a you know I. I'm getting better as a chef. I like to cook, so uh, I'll, I'll try something at night. And uh, if, if it's if it's any good, uh, I'm happy. And if not, then you know <laughs> I <laughs> I realize that I've wasted about two hours of my time. It's <laughs> all right. All right. No, that's cool. And then um, one piece of, of advice for those looking to play professional soccer, um, looking to get into the game. Any advice um, would be greatly appreciated for those 
listening in and wanting to be the next Miguel Berry? Well, I think, you know, just working as much as you can, but enjoying it too. So it shouldn't feel like work. Uh, I, I would always go out and play. Uh, I mean, you probably know the NCSP fields. Uh, <laughs> I would actually go there. It's close to my house. I would go there and play all the time. Uh, and it never felt like work, but that's what I was doing. I was working and uh, uh, do that. And like I said multiple times throughout this, play as much as you can, you know, and, and enjoy it. So you should be happy where you are because that's where you'll play your best, be confident and, and enjoy and try to play as many games as you can when you're younger um, because the games will make you better and, and try new things and be honest with yourself, uh, you know. If it's something you really want to do, and that, don't be afraid to criticize yourself and, and into work. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's possible. It's you know, I, there's times that I've doubted myself when I was younger about making it, and I look back at that and I, and I laugh because I obviously knew the end of my story. But um, it, you know, life goes up and down, and there's a lot of ups and downs. And you just gotta have to keep keep pushing through them. So great, man! I appreciate you coming on. Um, good luck this weekend. Um, good luck the rest of the season. I know it's going to come. Your goals are going to come. Um, I'm, I don't have a Columbus crew. Uh, it's only Barcelona and a couple other things. But <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll allow Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll have to get one of your jerseys here. and then. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with me. And um, Looking forward to keeping up with you the rest of the year. And hopefully I'll have you on again here soon. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate All right. It. I appreciate it, man. I'll see you later. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, Miguel Berry, uh, Poway legend, Columbus crew, up-and-coming striker. Um, You guys got to watch out for him. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the MLS for the next foreseeable future and and years to come. I didn't have a Modelo this, this podcast, so my unofficial sponsor, Modelo, don't be mad at me, but hopefully you can send me some samples and and i'll be able to have them on the podcast but again this is the sports shop podcast i appreciate it and i'll see you guys next time